Everyone wants happiness and success, and we know how to get you there. Come listen to the Leadership Society of Arizona as we teach a proven logic to help you simplify life, overcome challenges, and predict the future. You're listening to the Logic and Life Coaching Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Dr. Jake Cano. And I'm Dr. Jacob. You're tuning in on this podcast where we talk about how to become a better mentor for teenagers. Now, if this is your first time listening in, we're super happy to help you here, have you here. But we talk every week about all these different tools to help teenagers prepare for a successful future. So thanks for tuning in. Today's topic is how can I help my kids if they don't listen to me? This is a great topic if you're a parent or even if you're a teacher and you just find that you're working with a child or a teenager and you have all sorts of great advice, but the kids aren't taking it. So Dr. Jacob, the first question I have for you is, um, I'm sure you've heard it. Parent comes to you and they say, I want my kid to do this, but they're not doing it. What do you even, how do you respond to that? What's your first response to a parent who brings that up? My- Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Zuzu, I'm in a podcast. Can you close the door? <laughs> Thank you. You're awesome. I'll sing Daddy Shark with you after, okay? Okay. Well, he listened to me just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think we're going to leave that in. <laughs> Maybe we will. That's the, ooh, there, there you have it. There's a parenting example. Kid listens to you. So what do you do if the kid doesn't listen? Um, okay, now look. Parent comes to me. Their kid's not doing what they want them to do. Um, yeah, there's nothing you can do about that. If a child doesn't want to do something, there is nothing you can do to make them do it. Um, probably because they don't even have the capability to do it. You might think they do, but they don't. Um, just like my son wanting to come in to this podcast while we're doing it. Now, okay, but, um, okay, he's kind of distracting me, to be honest with you. But, okay, look, this is a thing. One of the things that is tough is things are not absolute. So when a child doesn't want to listen to you, it might not be they don't want to listen to you all the way. They might just want to open the door up a little bit when they're supposed to have it closed. Hey, Zizu, can you close the door so I can do the podcast? This is gold. This is, you can't make this stuff up. He's singing Daddy Shark behind that door too. Okay, but there, there's, there's levels of it. It's not like they just don't want to listen to you. And you can tell the levels because there's signs of it. If a child really doesn't want to do what you want them to do, they will flat out ignore you, be rude to you, not do anything. But you might say, okay, well, I want them to go to this program. But they actually do go to the program. They just sit and do nothing there, right? That, that child doesn't want to do what they want them to do, but is not 100% against it, right? And it could be that, hey, they go to the program, but they only participate in certain things, right? Or it could be you want them to do their homework, but they only do their homework a little bit, or you know they, they won't do it consistently. So usually no child just doesn't want to do it. I mean, there are times when a child just flat out refuses you. And in that case, it's very obvious. There's nothing you can do to get that child to do what you want them to do. 
Now, if a child is on the line, you might be able to bribe them, right? You might be able to force them a little bit. But the thing to remember is children are only who a child is. People are people. And they have their limits and capabilities. And as soon as you go outside of their limits and capabilities, it doesn't matter how much you want them to do something, they're never going to do it because they're not able to whether it's in the mind and they don't want to, or whether they physically can't do it, right? Or mentally can't do it even. Um, yes, I tell them, hey, you know, that you really can't force them to do anything. Hmm. That, that seems like, because what you're describing seems like a really, it's a challenging thing to do because you're kind of putting the onus on the parent or the mentor. And you're saying, hey, if you really want to help this child, you have to figure out where they're at and what they're capable of doing, what they want to do, what they're willing, and what they actually know how to do. It is so, true. So what would you tell that parent? How do they even begin to, to gauge them on this, we'll call it spectrum of willingness? Okay, now, to make this simple, I'm just going to hit on one thing mm. that they can do, the main thing they can do. I have found that people are more likely to listen to you when they like you. <laughs> and they are more likely to like you if you love them and you're courteous to them and you're nice to them. It's just a plain out rule of life. And so if your child doesn't do anything you want them to do and you're like, what am I going to do? They don't do anything and I'm desperate. Well, maybe you should stop trying to get them to do everything they don't wanna do. And maybe you should start loving them more. Maybe you shouldn't get on them so much. The more they like to be around you, the more they think that, oh, yes, my parent understands me, is going to try to do what they can to help me out. And, and they truly love me. And, and they show me that in many ways. The quicker your child is going to want to listen to you more. Mm. The quicker your child is going to try at least to do the things you want them to do. Yeah. And if they have the capability at all, they're going to do it. And so if, if there's one thing you can do and your child's not listening to you, it can be try to love them. Try to accept them for who they are. Try not to get on them. Try to figure out who they are and listen to them more. Try to do things they like, right? Anything you can do to build a good relationship with that child and, and let them enjoy your company rather than fear or, or feel tormented by your company, um, they will end up listening to you more. You know, I, this totally makes sense because I, I think about all of the different students that I've had. I've had some students who they, they, they're in families that are very academically rigorous. Like there's a very high expectation for academics. So much so that whenever they interact with their parents, the interaction is almost only based on school. It's only conversation they have is, hey, how'd you do on your math test? Or do you have your colleges ready or that kind of thing? And so yeah. you're, what you're saying here is, it's funny because parents, everybody knows that parents are doing that because they really love and they care about their kids and they want to see a successful future. But when the child is around that, they don't necessarily feel that love. They don't feel that this is a, an act of caring. Yes. And, you know, a good research study is to look at all the teachers and look at the ones who the children feel love them more 
how much better they do on their tests and standardized tests and, and learning in their class. And I bet they would figure out that the results would come in the teachers who showed more love and the students enjoyed more. They probably would score higher and do better on everything. That'd be an awesome study, actually. <laughs> yeah. But the same way with, with parenting and being a mentor as a parent or trying to get your child to, um, to do what you need them to do. Yeah. Uh, there are natural laws. And, and of course, one of them is when people like you, they're a lot more willing to do things for you. You know, I'm, I'm, what this is kind of making me think of is that if you find that you're working with a student or your child or anyone, and you're finding that they're not listening to you or they're putting up resistance, this is almost like a sign. It's a symptom. And you almost treat it as the symptom. Oh, they, you know, they don't, they're not listening to what I'm saying. Then it's kind of their symptom like, hey, this might be a great opportunity for you to reassess how you're spending time with this person and how you're showing them that you love them. Because chances are, if you're able to increase that, then you'll at least be able to understand a little bit more. And maybe they'll be more keen on listening, or maybe you'll be more keen on changing your expectation a little bit. It's true. And it could be if you give them just a little bit of something they need, that they're more willing to then and more capable to be able to do the major things you want them to do. Hmm. Oh. This is, this is a really simple idea, but this is another tough one. So, you know, good, good luck to you parents and mentors, but I, I think this is a great piece of advice. If you find that your child or your students aren't listening to you, maybe take this as an opportunity to figure out what kind of activity that you can change or how you can connect with them a little bit more and maybe see if they will start listening to you. Thank you so much, Dr. Jacob. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and good luck out there.